Hello, folks, and welcome to episode number 23 of the Jello Hell No podcast. I am, as always, your host, HPAC. Thrilled to be recording on a Wednesday afternoon instead of the usual weekend. In order to expand the window in which I have to record, I've started bringing my things with me to work, my recording equipment, so that I can record after work from the comfort of my car instead of having to set up shop in our living room where I'm constantly being harassed and bothered by various um, people. So the funniest thing happened to me the other day. I um, shook a man's hand. Now, this in and of itself is not an uncommon occurrence. However, what happened next was. So basically what happened was I shook his hand, and then I felt this immediate urge to wash it. Now, this is not the first time that this has happened. However, it is the first time that it has happened where there was no good reason for it. What then was the cause? Was it my body sort of sending me signals that, hey, this man is unclean, therefore you must purge your hands so that there are no traces of his person upon you. Um, and this is just an extension of my own germaphobic tendencies. Uh, we don't need to get into those. Uh, suffice it to say that one time a guy offered me a starburst piece, and I rejected it simply by nature of his having possessed it to begin with. Um, but that's just sort of where I'm coming from on that hand so that you have a better idea of my motives and um, habits. But on the other hand, was it perhaps the knowledge that this man was very old? And indeed he was, because he was somewhere north of 70. Um, And, you know, sometimes you get the idea that by very nature of his antiquity, he has been lent some kind of a sacred quality. And I think to have had traces of him, um, even his touch upon my hand, was enough to make me feel like I'm not worthy of this, therefore I must clean it. Now, I'm inclined to think it was the former because the latter is just absolutely ridiculous, but you never know. And then there's also the fact that when I was young, um, I would often shake people's hands whom I did not respect or I did not like, and then I would wipe my hand on either my pants or my shirt just kind of as a symbol of my deep and abiding contempt for that person and also, in effect, nullifying the pact or agreement which we had made by that handshake. I don't know why I did this. I did it partly to be funny. I did it partly because I was a little bit germaphobic. But I always felt that there was just some, some kind of maybe residue left over by their hand. Like, who knows where they've been? Maybe this man was just eating Skittles and his hands are all grubby. And I was wanting to shake my hand. And I just don't appreciate that kind of negligence. And I know it's all too common among the lower classes among the, um, the plebs. But, you know, I can't really control that. So I shake the hands, be polite, even if I don't like the person, and then I clean it off, either symbolically by wiping it on my clothing or later a little more um, realistically by purging it with various chemicals and treatments in the lavatory. Now for cleaning my hands, um, my soap of choice is Irish Spring um, and also its lesser known cousin, Belgian Summer, But that's not really important. What is important is that this tendency or this urge of mine to immediately wash my hands after shaking hands with somebody um, could definitely be perceived as a slight or an insult and do no small amount of damage to my professional prospects. But, you know, the jury is still out. Um, I I think I've done a pretty good job of keeping it concealed. Um, I think the very fact that I'm even opening up about it on this podcast is a testament to the fact that I am um, very humble. You know, I'm a humble guy. So 
there's that. Um, let's see what else has been going on. So, oh yeah, I was watching Seinfeld the other day and an ad came on for Arby's. Now, I've never been a big fan of Arby's. I think that their whole um, catchphrase of we have the meats is a little bit inappropriate and perhaps a little bit um, distasteful as well. Of course, the whole story that came out a couple years ago um, with the Arby's manager urinating in the milkshake mix really didn't do much to boost their reputation. However, their latest innovation may very well change the way that they are perceived for who knows how long. I mean, what I saw was absolutely gorgeous. It was, in short, a sandwich whose main attraction, so to speak, was bacon. It was a bacon sandwich. Now, I don't need to sit here and tell you how big a development this is. Songs have been written, odes have been composed, extolling the virtues of bacon. For many hungry souls, the very word bacon produces a euphoria which little else can. And yet, despite its far-flung fame and popularity, bacon is always a side piece. Even in dishes where it is a major player, bacon rarely, if ever, holds the spotlight all on its own. Until now. Before now, it has always been an accoutrement, a worthy accoutrement, but still just a side piece to so many other delicious dishes. Be it bacon and eggs, or BLTs, or bacon cheeseburgers, you name it, bacon has never been the star of the show. Until now. Arby's decision to bake the bacon with brown sugar has elevated this product to even greater heights because now it possesses the four heavenly S's. It is sweet, it is smoky, it is savory, and it is smooth. It's a heavenly pile of perfection, which little else can even dream of rivaling. And yes, I might not be purchasing any Arby's milkshakes now or in the near future because of the debacle of two years ago in Vancouver, Washington. However, the very aura of a bacon sandwich will be enough to draw me through its doors, or at least through its drive-thru, to procure that heavenly pile of meat and consume it with gusto. Okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to remind everyone that March is right around the corner, the culmination of the college basketball season, as well as the promise of warmer weather has me extremely excited, and I'm ready to kick back with the aforementioned sandwich, my drink of choice, and also the Dave's Double from Wendy's, the official burger of March Madness. Make sure to grab all of those above products at a store near you, and um, just enjoy some absolutely beautiful college hoops. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, March is arguably my favorite month. I feel it coming. It's um, going to be awesome. And I hope you all enjoy it as much as I do. All right, let's see what's been happening in the news. So we had a U.S. Air Force serviceman set himself on fire recently in solidarity with um, Palestine. Of course, I find this slightly ironic. And it is a little more grim than people conducting 12-hour hunger strikes. However, it is pretty ironic for somebody to be setting himself on fire in solidarity with those who set other people on fire on October 7th. All right, let's see what else has been going on. Oh yeah, the Space Dunk Oreos are now available at Kroger. Now, truth be told, I was a little skeptical of these um, bright neon-filled concoctions, but I tried them and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, the filling has pop rocks in the middle, which give your tongue a nice sizzle and pop um, when you eat them. And though they do leave your mouth a bit discolored, and I'm usually against uh, products of this nature, they are a very fun dessert for a serious and well-rounded adult. So make sure to pick up a few today at Kroger um, or wherever you get your Oreos. And until then, I will um, 
Wish you the best and hope you have a great time watching the end of the regular season for college hoops and just having a great lens because really right now it has just been an absolutely fantastic season of remorse, guilt, and um, 